Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. guys welcome back to another episode of third eye with lorelei i am your ever curious host lorelei and i'm so excited that you're all back here with me to learn about what i've been digging up this past week and i have some pretty cool stuff per usual because i don't think i'm bringing anything boring to the table i mean at least i hope not anyway but i um so my crystal that i picked out this week i actually found at a crystal shop and ooh, it's so beautiful so it looks like one of those crystals that's that's kind of akin to clear quartz and it's got like this beautiful blue tint to it it's well i might as well tell you it's blue obsidian and it's super super beautiful i'm, I'm really obviously excited about it because it hasn't even been a minute and i'm already excited and going into the crystal of the week but anyway I, i'm just it's such an amazing stone and i've used it already so many times with like my tarot reads and some of the scrying that i do and it is super powerful so i had to share with you guys especially since you know i got it and i'm using it and yep we're gonna talk about it so anyway let's talk about blue obsidian now i looked this up off of serendipitycrystals.co.uk forward slash blue obsidian and this gal um wrote this article she actually sells crystals so um i thought this was a pretty she has a pretty good description of it so we're going to talk about this so christy hodges um this is her explanation of blue obsidian there's been a lot of controversy around blue obsidian because the majority of it available in today's market is man-made in china anything man-made does have an energy that is different to the natural stone but it still has an energy and is still created from natural products after all glass is made of sand and sand is ground stone which comes from the earth man-made stone may have a different vibration but that doesn't make it make it less oh make them less useful yeah we're drawn to what we're drawn to personally it should always be about the vibration of a stone not where it came from or how it was created after all how many of us have been drawn to pebbles or bits of glass from a beach that have been tossed around for years in the sea obviously she rests her case <laughs> i get it i get it christy i get what you're trying to say <laughs> however despite a lot of blue obsidian being man-made there is natural blue obsidian available it's simply rarer and more expensive there have recently been finds in both Greece and the Atlas Mountains in Morocco. And in this article, she says that that is like one of the main places that you can get it is in the Atlas Mountains in Morocco because they don't. She was saying that they don't have the means to create false blue obsidian. So you're only going to get the real stuff, which I mean, in turn, is probably pretty expensive. So. Although natural blue obsidian is more expensive than man-made, it is still not that expensive. 
A small tumblestone size piece should cost approximately six euro. Anything higher and you're being ripped off. Merchants know it's rare, so they hike the price up, but it's really not necessary. In layman's terms, obsidian is a natural form of volcanic glass that is created when lava cools too quickly to form a crystal. Obsidian has been used by indigenous cultures as far back as 700,000 BC. However, obsidian was more valued and widely used during the Stone Age because it could be fractured to create arrowheads and sharp blades. Today, some surgeons prefer to use obsidian scalpel blades as well-crafted obsidian blades have a cutting edge that is many times sharper than the best steel surgical scalpels. So that's interesting. Blue obsidian in particular has a wonderful dreamy expansive energy. It's a great stone to work with if you are beginning to explore your own spiritual ability or are even developing a long-term gift. Blue obsidian has a way of clearing the mind of mental clutter, slowing our thought processes down to eat so we take one thing at a time and do it well instead of 10 things at once and we're all over the place. It also aids communication so we can clear our heads, receive intuitive information, and then clearly communicate. Blue obsidian can be used in any spiritual pursuits such as tarot reading, scrying, astral travel, journeying, etc. It is gentle and supportive rather than blasting us too far or in a way we may feel we're not in control. On a physical level, blue obsidian works really well on the circulatory system, with our glands, particularly the prostate, and with mental health conditions. It is a lovely, soothing, dreamy, gentle, but effective tool. Blue obsidian can be held as a tumblestone, used in the shape of a palm or thumbstone, used as a wand in crystal healing work, particularly effective, and I've seen some fantastic crystal skulls that clearly resonate with a lot of people. Okay, so that is blue obsidian. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is um, the Lorelei's crystals of the week. I've got to pull it up because I wrote it down. Okay, Peter's going on this way. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I have for Lorelei's picks this week is citrine and aventurine. Now, the use of these two are to help with reinvigorating your energy and it's usually with your life force energy because we're going from the bottom up right because citrine is very useful for your solar plexus energy which is your your psychic center and your your center of self-consciousness and courage and aventurine is a very heart-based because it's green but it also is a invigorating stone to help with energy and to help with um, inspired action and that sort of thing. So uh, the, the yellow of the citrine represents a lot of sun energy and then green, it represents the earth. So these combined maximize life force energy and that when you experience that, you feel really alive and just sort of invigorated with all things life force and Gaia energy. You use these stones together to help infuse not only your body and mind, but your spirit with vitality and the energy of life. So these couple together, I think would be kind of like an energy shot <laughs> or B12 if you're not doing caffeine uh, to give yourself that invigorating one-two punch to get through the day and, you know, to do your thing. So that is Lorelai's Picks of the Week, Citrine and Aventurine. 
and we're not even 10 minutes in. Goodness gracious, I'm going so fast today. That's okay, right? We can do a couple of short bite-sized episodes, right? Instead of the hour-long ones. (laughs) We can do it. All right, so the quote of the week. The true nature of your mind does not harm, it heals. And that's by Ron W. Rathbun from the Kaylee Foundation. Okay, so continuing on with the 12 laws of the universe. Now, I actually did two today because I feel like these ones are pretty self-explanatory. So I kind of combined them both because I kind of feel like if I only did one, it would be like super, super short. So we'll talk about two of them today. So the first one is the fifth law, which is the law of inspired action. And I'm getting these from the law of attraction.com forward slash 12 spiritual laws universe. And what they say is the law of attraction practitioners regularly say that they wish they had known about the law of inspired action at an earlier stage. These two laws are tightly bound together and the inspired action laws tells us that we must actively pursue our goals. Many people think that visualizing a goal and developing a positive attitude towards it will be sufficient to exploit the law of attraction. However, you also have to take inspired steps towards that thing that you want. Whether it's a big or small step, it instantly helps you to attract that relationship, job, or enhanced abundance you seek. So for me, just as a personal note, Whenever I utilize the law of attraction and I take inspired action, a lot of that has to do with seeking out opportunity. So that's sort of throwing the stone when you want to create the skip or the ripples, right? And that whole uh, scenario or that analogy that I threw out a couple weeks ago. So when you're taking inspired action, you're utilizing your own um, your own inspired energy or your own like excited energy towards this goal to get there. So in other words, say you wanted a job. Instead of saying to yourself, I will get this job and you visualize actually being in the interview with the manager or whomever and you actually see them offering you the position, you actively look for the job. So you're taking inspired action through your own excitement, through your own energy that you're putting out into the universe. I am, you're, you're actively seeking out this position and this job. So that's my own thing behind it. So, but let's talk about what other people have to say. So timelyguidance.com forward slash universal laws, the law of inspired action. And this is written by Randall, Randall Monk. And this is what he has to say. I actually like that because it's kind of brief, but it's, but it's good. I like it. The law of inspired action. This law tells us that we need to take action when we want to accomplish something while on the earth plane. We are physical beings on a physical planet and action is required on our planet in order to manifest thoughts and visualization our actions. But in most cases, physical action is required too. When we feel inspired to do something, it's imperative that we take physical action while the inspiration is still within us. There are times when we want or need something. For example, if we want to eat, normally we need to go shopping and prepare the food, then eat the food, or we go to a restaurant to eat. In either case, we need to take action. That isn't really inspired action, though. 
inspired action comes with energy and enthusiasm. When we desire something or set a goal to accomplish, we will receive guidance. And many times that guidance requires us to take some sort of action, inspired action, which is typically physical action. This can be a big step or a small step. Each step, whether large or small, takes us closer to our desired outcome. When, so this is for him, you see, when he's inspired, he writes an article, does a talk, a book, or produces a webinar or a workshop, but he's filled with enthusiasm and the energy to complete the project. And he needs to act while the energy is still there because eventually the enthusiasm energy will start to wane. Uh, people, maybe not totally, but it won't be as strong as it was initially. So in this case, whenever you have the enthusiasm for it, take the action while you have it. The word enthusiasm, as provided by vocabulary.com, means the word enthusiasm indicates intense excitement. The noun enthusiasm comes from the Greek word enthousiasmos from enthos, meaning possessed by a god inspired. I think that's pretty freaking amazing, right? <laughs> I like that. Guidance indicating the need for inspired action can come from many sources. We may have a sense of something we should do. We may receive guidance during a conversation, and we may even receive guidance while overhearing a conversation. Bottom line, follow inspiration with action. So that's pretty much it, you guys. You see what I mean? It's pretty self-explanatory. It's it's fairly brief, but it makes a lot of sense. In order to achieve that thing which you want to attract to you, you have to take action in order to do it. So it tells you to remain inspired and remain excited to take action on those things that you wish to attract to you. So... I guess in a way you kind of have to be a little bit creative with how you're going to take these inspired actions, right? But we can all do that, right? We can all think of if we really, really need or want something in our life, I feel like that inspired action will come with some sort of semblance of creativity, especially if we want it so much or need it so much or both. So at any rate, that is the law of inspired action, to throw your stone while you're inspired to see the ripples. And then the next one is the law of cause and effect. And again, one of those relatively simple, straightforward laws that we come into contact with. So one of the most straightforward laws of the universe is the law of cause and effect. And that tells us that all actions have a corresponding action or a corresponding reaction. You will already know this, of course, when it comes to the physical aspects of the world. However, perhaps you haven't considered how this law might be applied to the spiritual aspects of our universe. Your spiritual life can impact the world around you, causing positive or negative reactions. Similarly, your physical environment can impact on your spirituality, whether for good or for ill. Ask yourself what types of relationships you see between the spiritual and the physical and how you might want to change them. Now, again, I went back to the law of attraction.com 12 forward slash 12 laws of the universe or 12 laws universe. And that's what they had to say about the law of cause of an effect. And of course, I went elsewhere for more information because, you know, I like to get more than one 
input on each thing. So anyway, so I went to lawsoftheuniverse.weebly.com forward slash law of cause and effect.html. And this is a very brief one to talk about the law of cause and effect. So this is what they say. The law of cause and effect. Nothing happens by chance or outside the universal laws. Every action has a reaction or consequence. We reap what we sow. Ralph Waldo Emerson said the law of cause and effect is the law of laws. The most important lesson involving human conduct and interaction, or I think they forgot to see interaction because it just says interaction. Okay, anyway, conduct and interaction is seen in the cosmic law of cause and effect. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Every human thought, word, and deed is a cause that sets off a wave of energy throughout the universe, which in turn creates the effect, whether desirable or undesirable. The law states the effect must to wait. The law states the effect must go to physical manifestation. Is that what it just says? The law states the effect must to physical manifestation. I don't know what they're trying to say there. That's This is why good thoughts, words, emotions, and deeds are essential for a better world for the all create good effects. Jesus. I swear I read these and then I get into, I kind of like skim over it. And then I find all of the little hiccups and the things. <laughs> and I'm like, dang it. That sounds so silly. Anyway, um, the law states the effects must must go be physically manifested. I don't know what they're trying to say there. This is why good thoughts, words, emotions, and deeds are essential for a better world for the all creates good effects. Okay. Anyway, I'm moving on. With every thought of intention, action, and emotion, this is transmitted from you. A person sets into motion unseen chain of effects effects which vibrate from the mental plane thought the entire cellular structure of the body out into the environment and finally into the cosmos eventually the vibratory energy returns to the original source upon the swing of the pendulum the law of cause and effect states that every cause has an effect and every effect becomes the cause of something else this law suggests that the universe is always in motion and progressed from the chain of events if you want to look at this law from a philosophical point of view, every cause and effect had its worldly purpose to what we are experiencing today. According to the nature of your actions, the divine omniscient consciousness will assign corresponding effects. In order to benefit yourself and society as a whole, mankind should use their free will of choice and perform good deeds with the awareness that what they think, act, and speak about will affect the entire universe. The prosperity of life is created by our own deeds in helping others through thoughts and actions. The motion or action will give appropriate result according to the divine justice. An example of this law in effect is shown in the following example when I, oh, okay. Following example, whenever the food, rest, work, sexual activities, and use of thought force are overindulged or improperly used, we find that the related organs are adversely affect. A simple example such as this, this can make the people understand the law of cause and effect. Well, I mean, I think that 
you can see it in everyday life whenever you put something out into the universe you get an immediate usually you get an immediate reaction to it right so you know and i i think about this one often especially in how the state of the world is right now because everything well i i say the state of the world i think really just because in the united states right now it is incredibly divisive we have you know this concept of us against them and that can be really really challenging when you just like let's take for example in my work environment i work with i mean i work in a labor and delivery ward so it's all women that I work with essentially apart from one guy who is amazing and we you know you we all have our own thoughts and feelings about different things and especially with you know the political climate people are so set apart and so on opposite ends and it's like a us against them sort of situation and if we instead of putting out there that I am correct in my thought processes and you are wrong instead of it being that and looking at from a standpoint of they have a story behind what's going on regardless of how I feel about it their story isn't doesn't make their situation inaccurate it just this is the reason why they're making the choices that they make and that is valid it's always going to be valid their story is not going to invalidate any anything you know and so i have to take into consideration all of the things that a person chooses now that doesn't mean oh well you know because this person is this way they're going to go out and do all these illegal activities well that's obviously that's that's a horrible karmic cycle and the (laughs) that uh effect is going to come back on them you know because the cause is is impure but I feel like like what I'm trying to say is whenever I'm in a situation especially at work where I feel like there is this division that's being created it helps to put a cause out there that is unifying instead of being well this is the way that I think and you're wrong it's I'm going to try and understand where you're coming from because there's a story behind that and you have your reasons behind what you're doing and I want to understand you more or just know in your brain that this is or no in my brain I should say that there's there's a story behind this and I I'm gonna believe that that's what it is because I am one of those people that likes to believe the best in people because I would hope that that is the case I know that not everybody is out for all the positivity and all that but we do the best that we can don't we at least we try and so that's pretty much it you guys this is a really really short one this is just kind of a snack sized podcast episode today but that's okay I feel some sometimes we just need to have a little snack episode especially when we have our gigantic Thanksgiving size episodes that are an hour and 30 minutes long so but any rate that is that is it the law of inspired action get excited about the things that you want to manifest into the universe and take action with that enthusiasm and the law of cause and effect you know be wary of the the things that you you think and do because they do have an effect 
even if it's so, so small, even, even if it's just a thought in your mind, it will always have some kind of an effect on everybody else. Try to remain as positive as you can. Try to remain as unified as you can. I mean, in my case, that's, that's where we are at right now, especially in the United States with how divisive everything is. We want to be as unified as possible to bridge this gap and to not be, not be divided as much as we are. So at any rate, that's pretty much it for this episode, you guys. So I hope that you enjoy the brevity and I look forward to talking to you again next week with more crystals and quotes and topics and Lorelei's picks and be on the lookout for some new things that I'm going to be doing with the podcast. I was thinking about doing a few video type episodes, so I hope that you guys get a lot more out of that. I'm going to be introducing more tarot reading for the collective and hopefully you guys really enjoy that as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be the first to know about anything and all things that are new with Third Eye with Lorelei. And that's pretty much it. I look forward to talking to you guys again very, very soon. But until then, love and light to you all. If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.